So uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, my name is Robert Craig. I'm Executive Director of Citizen Action Wisconsin, and I'm joined by Mike McCabe, who is the Executive Director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. And uh, we had a Capitol press conference today, so this is a follow-up call for um, any media that couldn't be at the Capitol today. And our subject here is WEDEC and the elections and really the intolerable situation that we think exists as far as conflicts of interest and uh, it, and, and WEDEC during an election. And so I'm going to make a brief statement about what we're calling for and what our concerns are, and then I'm going to hand it over to Mike McCabe, and he's uh, uh, discussed this from his perspective as one of the leading advocates in the state and, and the whole region for uh, good government. So... Uh, Reporters are aware of the immense number of scandals that have involved WEDEC during a short tenure. In fact, at Citizen Action of Wisconsin, we did a press conference before the passage of WEDEC in 2011 where we warned there'd be a lot less accountability, that there'd be a lot of problems, a lot of undue influence. And uh, frankly, we understated the case dramatically in that press conference, urging the legislature not to abolish the Department of Commerce and create WEDEC. Uh, what we want to focus on here is we know about all of the administrative issues, all of the not tracking of loans, all of the uh, federal and state rules that were violated, the lack of accounting control, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But we want to, what we're connecting all of that to is the structure of WEDEC and the campaign finance reform system that we have today, the campaign finance system we have today, which is based on raising very large amounts of money. So independent of who the governor is, this is not just about Governor Walker, any governor who has to raise millions of dollars in order to be reelected from uh, the, the leaders of large corporations and then also be the chair of a board that doles out very important tax subsidies, uh, loans, grants, other benefits to those same corporations is an completely untenable situation. And there can be no uh, assurance on the public's part that there is not a conflict of interest. That conflict of interest can doesn't have to be a legal quid pro quo of bribery. This is along the lines of legal bribery. But it is hard to imagine that a, a governor in that position, any governor, not just this governor, wouldn't be influenced by those who benefit him and make it possible for him to be reelected and continue his political career if he would like to continue it and those contributions. It's also very hard to believe that major businesses in the state that may want want uh, tax credits loans, grants, other things from WEDEC wouldn't feel that they need to make contributions to a governor in order to curry influence, in order to affect uh, something that they want from state government. And so the problem is structural here. You cannot have a, a campaign system like we have where a governor needs to wait, raise millions of dollars from officers and, and leaders of large corporations and then also have that governor be in a, in a in a partially privatized agency where he is chair of the board and he is critical to making the decisions about benefiting people who contribute to his campaign. And so our conclusion from this is that the only way uh, to assure the public that there is not any undue influence, which is crucial in the area of job creation, job creation dollars are, are precious and we need more, all the economic opportunity we can get fairly straight to everyone. We are saying that the only way to, to assure the public is for the governor to step down during this election as the chair of the board of WEDEC. 
the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, of course, is what the acronym means. And we are saying that, obviously, we believe in the next legislative session that WEDEC itself should be reformed or abolished, but that can't happen until next year. And the major danger of influence, the biggest danger beyond all of the scandals that have already been in the press, is now. It is during this election, during this high-stakes battle, where millions of dollars are needed to, for each side to run their campaign, and the governor is also presiding over the economic development dollars of the state and benefiting, uh, by, by definition, the same, many of the same corporate leaders who also are contributing to his campaign. And so that's why we're calling for him to step down. It's similar to a recusal in a, in a, in a judicial setting, but we are saying that the structure is flawed. But at this point, the best immediate solution to this emergency is for the governor to step down as the chair of the board of, of the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, or WEDEC. So with that, let me turn it over to Mike McCabe, the executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign, who has been a leader for, for, for years and years on having clean government that actually is democratic and responsible to the people. So, Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks, Robert. Uh, the Democracy Campaign also adds its voice to the call for Governor Walker to relinquish uh, uh, his chairmanship of of the board overseeing the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. Uh, we think this is a very important step that needs to be taken in the short term. There are a lot of uh, much broader long-term reforms that are needed, but in the short term, there's a, there's a flagrant conflict of interest here. The, the governor's in a position of needing to raise large sums of money for his re-election campaign. Uh, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, of course, is in a position to provide the grants and loans and tax subsidies to, to corporations that are often headed by very generous political donors. And, and so the, the governor stands to benefit every time the, the agency uh, takes a step to try to, uh, to dole out assistance to a Wisconsin company or any company. And he, you know, he, he stands to gain from political donations that the leaders of those companies uh, are, are providing. And that, that conflict of interest is intolerable, and it, and it needs to be addressed. And, and the, the kinds of changes that need to be made longer term can't be made in 2014. The, the legislature is not in session. Uh, we are in the midst of an election season. So to bare minimum, to try to, to begin the process of restoring the public's faith, in this agency, it's it's critical for the governor to surrender the chairmanship uh, of this agency. Uh, you, you, this conflict of interest has to be resolved and, and addressed. Uh, you know, uh, in the early 1900s, in the face of of rampant corruption and political cronyism, Wisconsin established a civil service system that that uh, that made it so that government jobs were filled based on merit rather than political connections. And that civil service system has taken a beating in recent years. It's slowly but surely been unraveled. Governor Walker didn't start the process of, of eroding uh, the civil service system. He has accelerated that erosion, however. Uh, Tommy Thompson was, was uh, very involved in beginning to undermine the civil service system. Jim Doyle participated uh, and, and aggravated the problem. And then Governor Walker has, has also uh, escalated the, the, uh, the decline of, 
of uh, the civil service system. The number of jobs, just in the last two years, the, the number of government jobs that are now being filled by political appointment rather than merit selection has grown by more than 50 percent. Uh, so we're, we're seeing the steady unraveling of, of a system that was designed to protect against public positions being filled uh, by those with great political connections rather than those with significant merit. Uh, over the longer haul, we need to resuscitate and revitalize the civil service system. And, and we need to do something about the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation. Since its inception, there have been one, there's been one embarrassing revelation after another. There have been bad audits, uh, performance reviews that, that, that show real failure on the part of the, uh, of the agency, and dismal results overall. The, the agency is, is, has been getting one black eye after another, and those black eyes are deserved. Uh, and you know, and at some point, I think Wisconsin is going to have to be have to decide whether to put this agency out of its misery, and and move on to some new model for dealing with economic promote the promotion of economic development in our state. But in the short term, we need to at least address the the, the inherent and very flagrant conflict of interest that exists with the governor serving as the chairman of the agency. Uh, you know, this, this is an agency, as I said, that it has the authority to, to dole out uh, millions of dollars in taxpayer money to companies. And those companies are headed, we, our database shows it, that those companies are headed by, by people who have been very generous political donors. That is undermining the public's faith and trust in the integrity of this agency, and 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 that's a you know that step in in reestablishing some credibility really needs to be taken. That's why we uh, add our voice uh, to this call for for the governor to step aside as chairman of the agency. Thank you very much, Mike. And let me just close, and then we can turn open it up for questions. Uh, we're saying this would be a problem for any governor. We are saying this relates to the election because the need to raise this kind of money in election is what causes an even greater clear and present danger, even more severe than we've already had with WEDEC, of either undue influence or the perception of undue influence. Every time one of the scandals comes up around what WEDEC is giving money to campaign donors, WEDEC spokespeople come out and say, we have these strict standards, our decisions have nothing to do with any kind of occurring political favor or any political influence whatsoever. But no common sense person would actually believe that. It, it, it strains credulity. And so as a result, it damages people's faith in government, even if there is no undue influence. So as I pointed out, it's hard to imagine as a human being that a governor would not be influenced by who is helping him. I mean, it, it requires this, it, some notion that, that he doesn't care or no governor cares who is keep it, helping their careers advance, who is keeping them in office. And that, that would, be un, would be a ridiculous standard and un, quite frankly unbelievable for any, any leader of any kind, any human being. Uh, so what's really important here is, is that if we 
uh, literally create this impression by going forward in this fashion that government is for sale in the state of Wisconsin. That undermines actually the whole enterprise of Wisconsin using its resources in order to expand economic opportunity. So I think this is a democracy issue and a corruption issue. It's also an issue of undermining faith in our government and therefore removing it as an instrument for the positive social good. And so that is really what is at stake, and it matters a lot. And it's not just a matter of legality. We've fallen into this notion that something is legal because there are some court precedents that have legalized something that is ethical, that's moral, that's the right thing to do. What is legal is the lowest standard. Obviously, our laws should reflect our morality at some level. But we are saying that this is bad for Wisconsin, bad for business, because businesses may well feel they need to contribute in order to receive economic development help, very bad for the public, and it undermines, quite frankly, the whole enterprise of what our state can do to improve, uh, improve life and improve opportunity here in the state of Wisconsin. So with that, and so we're not revealing new information here. We are talking about putting all together all the headlines and talking about what the implication should be. And the implication should be that it is, frankly, intolerable for Governor Walker to both serve as the, as the chair of the board of WEDAC and, and run the kind of election that he needs to run in our current election system to be reelected. So with that, let me open it up to questions. Uh, yes, this is Madeline again from the Center for Investigative Journalism. Um, Mike, you were talking earlier about um, some of the civil service jobs that have been kind of replaced with political appointees. You were saying, um, would you care to address um, Lee Swindle's claims about Ryan Murphy being the COO of WEDIC? You know that he said that um, he, he kind of talked about a similar issue. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that. Well, you know, he has to speak for himself, and and uh, and and you know, I I think. Uh, his his perspective is his own. What I can say is that, of course, uh, over the over the last couple of years, uh, you know, there there was a move made to convert. I think I, I as I recall, it was 37 various agency positions: staff attorneys, communications officers, uh, legislative liaisons, from civil service positions to appointed positions, uh, and. And it further politicized the the higher echelons of state government agencies, and you know that that was uh, more than a fifty percent increase in the number of of government jobs that were subject to political appointment rather than than uh, merit selection. And and what we've seen is this this steady move toward more and more political appointees first you know we we you know i remember a time when basically governors got to to uh, appoint uh, cabinet secretaries agency heads and and then all of a sudden we're creating executive assistant positions uh, to to those cabinet secretaries and and then it started being the staff attorneys and 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 uh, communication officers and everybody else and we've we've seen more and more civil service positions exterminated and and turned into into political appointments. What all that does is exactly what was plaguing Wisconsin at the beginning of of the twentieth century. Uh, government was was plagued with corruption and political cronyism, and and it led officials at that time to decide that the establishment of a civil service system uh, was necessary. Well, in in so many ways, Wisconsin has come full circle, and and we are now back to the point where we have a state government plagued by corruption and political cronyism, 
and uh, it it hasn't happened overnight. It's it's been an evolution over the over the course of of, uh, of several decades now. But but what we're what we now have is a is a government where political cronyism and and corruption have again taken root. And, uh, and and that's not a coincidence. Of course, the way election campaigns are financed has a lot to do with that. There are there are, there are many causes to the problem, and I think one of those is is how the top echelons of state government agencies have been politicized. And and uh, and, it, and of course, the the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation was a was a unique model that replaced the Commerce Department and. And uh, and we now have the governor serving as the chairman of that agency. Well, one of the things you run into as you as I've traveled the state, uh, you run into people who say, well, you know, the, the agency's doing exactly what they intended it to do. It's serving the governor's interests, and and that that's a cynical view that that uh, is rooted in in the understanding that this is an agency that really is under the control of the governor in a in a way that. Few agencies have ever been under the control of a governor, and uh, it, you know, and and when the, when you have an agency that's responsible for doling out millions of dollars in taxpayer assistance to companies, and you and you've got this kind of a structure that that really invites uh, assumptions that there's political cronyism and, and indeed pay-to-play corruption. That's that's a poisonous recipe, and it's it's a recipe that I think needs to be addressed. Uh, this this is a model that uh, invites public cynicism. It it erodes public faith and trust in the way government business is conducted, uh, and in the end, as Robert said, uh, this sends a horrible signal to companies out there. The signal that's been sent is that you better pony up if you have any hope of getting state assistance. You better be a big political donor uh, because it seems like most of the recipients of aid are big political donors. And and so, you know, companies out there that want to compete, they want to compete on a level playing field. They want to compete in a free market. They don't want to compete in a rigged market where their competitors actually have a leg up because because of their political connections and and so it, it puts companies in an awkward position at best it's it's bad for the taxpayers and I think ultimately it it does it's very corrosive for our democracy yeah Mike put it very well so I'll just say briefly that from our perspective even if there was a higher caliber of uh, of of people hired within WEDEC originally. Clearly, the administrative problems and the audits speak for themselves as far as the problems they've had. But even if you had that, there'd still be a major problem with the governor being the chair of the board at the same time he needs to raise millions of dollars from many of the same people that he is considering for grants and loans and tax credits and other benefits. So it's even worse to the extent that WEDEC has mass administrative problems and questions about the competence of its personnel and whether they're politically motivated or not. That makes it worse. But we're focusing on the conflict of interest inherent of him of him even being chair of the board at the same time that he's running for re-election. We do think the whole system should be reformed after the election, but at this point it's an emergency situation, a clear and present danger for legal bribery that if we allow if this situation continues throughout this election cycle. Let me see if there are any other questions. Um, I have I have one more again. This is Madeline. Um, sure. So 
I'm wondering if, I mean, Governor Walker based um, the creation of the WEDC from similar corporations in Michigan and Indiana where they also have economic development corporations. Is this something that you've, I don't know if you've studied this, but um, is this something that you've seen in other states who have had these similar agencies in the same kind of setup? Or, um, I'm, I'm not sure if you've looked into it at all, but. Yeah, I, I could speak a little to that. I'm not sure if Mike can, if he has anything. You know, Good Jobs First, the national organization uh, that, that looks at economic development issues, has done, done reports that have, and in fact, we had someone from that organization come out at the press conference to oppose WEDEC before the uh, law was passed. And there have been problems that had a lot in these other states as well, major problems with uh, with transparency, with accountability, with violating various rules, with very high pay for administrators, other problems. So the accountability, transparency problems have been real at all of these agencies. I I think Wisconsin's may have had the most notorious problems, but there were documented problems with this model before Wisconsin even enacted uh, uh, WEDEC and created WEDEC. Mike, I don't know if you want to speak to that at all. Well, I, I'm no expert on how uh, how this is done in other states. You know, m- my focus has always been on on uh, being a, serving as a watchdog over Wisconsin government, and uh, I do have a. a, a decades of experience in dealing with Wisconsin government and I've watched the evolution of 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 uh of how state agencies are staffed and structured uh and and uh you know I'm not one who would ever claim that cronyism is unique to Wisconsin but we we've seen Wisconsin move in in a direction that opens the door to to uh to political cronyism uh, and and we we have seen uh, the undermining of of, uh, of a civil service system that was put there for very good reason over a century ago. The, the kinds of problems that are now rearing their head in our time were very present uh, and dangerous uh, in the early 1900s, and and uh, we we now have come full circle and we're back in 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 this position. Uh, you know, looking at WEDC, uh, the agency's a mess and. The audits do speak for themselves. All of the media coverage uh, speaks for itself. The, the agency has deep problems. Those problems do need to be addressed eventually. But I, I think uh, as a first step, at least the, the inherent and, and flagrant conflict of interest of having, having the governor, who needs to raise a great deal of, of money for his campaign, in a position of overseeing uh, an orchestrating activity of this agency uh, that is benefiting companies led by some major political donors, that's hugely problematic and it needs to be addressed. Great, thank uh, thanks, you. Mike. Um, other questions? Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us and you have our my email. I'm happy to refer any additional questions uh, to Mike or or answer them, whichever is appropriate, or both. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you, Mike, for joining us both at the press conference at the Capitol today and for this media call. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Good afternoon. <laughs>